Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, August the 16th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, your first daily dose of happy for the day, and we hope your Thursday's off to a great start. I know Joel's is. I asked him, as I usually do, how are you doing today, and it's always the same answer, fantastic, which means that Joel has a fantastic <laughs> life all the time. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. He wakes up, he's fantastic. He goes to sleep, he's fantastic. Middle of the day, he's fantastic. What's it like to be fantastic all the time? Well, uh, having a, a direct opposite view, uh, having a perspective of being, never being fantastic uh, to always being fantastic, I prefer fantastic. It's, uh, <laughs> I can uh, understand. It, it's sort of like the concept, like you know, you, you know, you're you're happy. Happiness doesn't require money, which I do believe that. But having money is a lot nicer than not having money. So I mean, it is it is a paradox. So, uh, but certainly, I, I I live in an environment. Where I, I, I remind myself daily the gratitude and and I do have a fantastic life. I have great health. I have an abundance in my life. Uh, I have a, a career that I love. Doesn't get any better than that. And um, so when you when you operate from that, more of that just keeps happening. Mm, that's true. Uh, although it's also true, of course, that uh, if you want to get to that point, you have to feel the fantastic first. That that was probably your biggest struggle um, early on when you were struggling. It wasn't so much the struggle itself; it was trying to get to that happy feeling place. Right, and and, and we're especially trying to feel happy when all the surrounding events in your life show you no reason to be happy. Mm. Um, that that's 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 a hard place to be, uh, but when you when you find the techniques to do that, and you figure out. Uh, wait a minute. Let me let me back up. See where I'm at, and where I'm at right now, I'm actually fine. No matter how bad what is pending or what has happened, no matter how bad it is right now, I'm fine. So on any given day, I can choose to be in that, and and I, I've uh, that was sort of the, the the answer in the beginning of my my dealing with the law of attraction, and everything that happened after that, which I just am so grateful for that discovery. Yeah, it's really important, and in fact, it's something I've been having the opportunity to practice this past few days. Uh, there, without getting into details, there have been a number of uh, situations. One in particular that. For most people, it would invoke fear. It would invoke fear and, and doubt and worry and, you know, just, oh, my God, what's going to happen next kind of a thing. And despite that fact, I have been able to take the knowledge that comes from doing this podcast with you and with five other co-hosts who are life coaches and turn it around and say, you know what, this is all going to work out great. And to start feeling good about that and feeling confident. And the thing I'm really proud about is I'm actually feeling it. In the past, when I first tried to do that, I wouldn't necessarily feel it, which means it was not nearly right. necessarily working in my favor. It might have been even working against me. But I actually feel right. it now, and that's a good thing. I like that. Yeah. Well, and, and that and that's that's the, the concept of the law of attraction is feeling it. it it's not, you know, I, I, I have this discussion often. I think we we in some form or fashion mention it almost on every show. The the Wanting it or thinking about it is a process that maybe gets you to feeling it, but it's not just wanting something that attracts in the law of attraction. It's the feeling of it. It's the emotionality of it. Uh, that's where the energy vibration takes place within that emotion. And, and so the, 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 the gratitude thought and all that is excellent. It's a great way to start, but it, it, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And then deep down, you're not, it, you're still not feeling it. Saying you're grateful reminds you. It gets to that inner dialogue or that subconscious, and once once it sort of gets downloaded on the subconscious, then that's the energy you're putting out there. I'm really, sincerely, I wake up 
and 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 out of habit now for years, the the first words out of my mouth every morning were "Thank you, I'm grateful, thank you," and 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 I say that every morning to this day. I say that, mm. and it's uh, it's a great start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I I'm also noticing I, I hadn't really connected this before we did the show. But I'm noticing that our topic today really connects into it. The, the topic is plan, 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 action. And uh, we, we both know lots of stories, including my own personally, uh, where that has played a major role. Uh, but it also occurred to me that it, you, if one of the things that we plan for, one of the reasons we plan is one that we don't think about consciously, but we plan in order to feel better about it. I mean, that, that's, that's one of our big motivations. Like, look, I got to make the plan out. If I make the plan out, the subconscious message is, well, okay, I'll feel better about taking this action. But we get stuck in that. Right. Right. And, and, that, and, and that's where the, 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 the good and bad, the, the yin and yang of, of planning. You know, it, it's one of, my, one of my multiple lines of work that I do is I do consulting for often uh, for different companies, but my main focus is usually addiction treatment centers. Um, I'll help with uh, implementation of new programs or reorganizing. And, and so that's sort of a specialty I do. And, and when they hire me, one of the things I find very consistent, this is in the corporate world as well, uh, and we've talked about this, uh, I, I have a, a, a belief that you certainly need planning and you certainly need a meeting or two. But if you find yourself having the same meeting every week for it, it, it just becomes it, it stops from being helpful in preparing and it becomes a, a sort of a fear based, you know, let's 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 plan this to the to the final end. And, and you actually then start creating problems. There's a book called The uh, uh, Five Second Rule. I don't know if we talked about it or you've actually read it, uh, but it's a really good concept. And and. Uh, I recommend it highly to our audience because it is a law of attraction uh, uh, book. It doesn't seem like it in the beginning, but uh, th- this lady uh, sort of found this concept of five seconds. She takes action. She does a countdown in her head and she takes action because her overthinking or over planning was debilitating in her life. It was, it was choking her life out. It was not, she was not successful. She would overthink everything, overplan everything, and never implement everything. Mm-hmm. So she had to develop this five-second rule where she just stopped the process of overthinking and self-doubt and just took action. Get up and take action. That's, that is one of the great tools that I use it with my clients because many of my clients are, are stuck. And the, the, the idea that I get like to help them get launched, and once they get launched, and the with equal to one and by the way, a little future plug. The, one of my books in the pipeline is called The Law of Action. It is a is a portion, or is it? It is it is sort of a, a section within the Law of Attraction that is often overlooked. That I, I at least I feel is, and and it's that taking of action, feeling, planning it, seeing it, feeling it, and then acting on it is all part of that that process to move it forward. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. The, the thing that I was thinking about was my own experience, <clears throat> which, <clears throat> excuse me, which we have uh, often detailed here about uh, how I was uh, wanting to kind of get this podcast to the next level and, and get the book going and so forth, and how in the past I would have hemmed and hawed about it and planned and worked out all the details, and this time I actually just took the steps without even doing a plan, which was really novel for me. Um, but as I'm looking back at those times when I would do all the planning, I realized not only was I looking for the plan to help me feel better, 
but that it was failing. It was failing because every time that I'd look at the plan and try to piece together how it was going to work, I would find all the different ways it wouldn't work. So I would actually produce the opposite result from what I was looking for. Instead of feeling better, I'd feel worse. Instead of feeling more confident, I'd feel less confident. And trying to leave that behind was actually a little bit of a challenge. Well, well, that's such a – I'm so glad you're able to, you you know, express that. It's really good because you went through it and you understand it. One of the things that planning – sort of can lead to is a form of it plan over planning is a form of procrastination. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, I will have another meeting there. There, I was working for this corporation there. They specialize in addiction medicine. They were trying to partner with this large hospital corporation. And I quickly realized they said, we want you to meet with, and they have a board of directors and it's this massive uh, medical corporation they, they operate multiple hospitals in several states and even a few countries. And so I'm sitting down with this, you know, obviously this, this one of the higher ups in this corporation. And basically we were having a meeting about the next meeting, which would lead to the meeting that could possibly get the <laughs> meeting that we need. Uh. And I stopped the process and I said, I will not attend another meeting until we are going to be implementing this program. Uh, I left that company and three years afterwards, they are still not from day one. They're no closer to implementing it. They keep meeting and and all they come up with is why this won't work or why that won't work versus being able to implement my my goal, which they literally could not comprehend. I, I had it written out. I had our staff ready to go. I was ready to implement this program the next day to literally implement it. And then we would fill in the void of the, there would be problems, of course, it wasn't going to be launched perfectly, but it would then, it, the law of attraction would take over, we'd be, we'd be moving forward, the law of action would take place, we would identify the problems and then we would adapt to the problems, but instead of trying to outthink and overthink, and then you have the compliance office, and then you have the liability office, and, and you have all these offices looking at what could go wrong, and uh, in the meantime, uh, there's another company that came in, implemented it with a different hospital, and there there is a smaller hospital that can make bigger, quicker decisions, and they're already off and running, very successful program, very similar to what we were going to do. So we were going to be the first in the country to do it. Now there's, I think, 19 of the programs that have done it quicker, and they're still meeting about the next meeting. So the, the, the plan, plan, plan can backfire and become... It, we talk about the emotionality or how we're feeling towards something. When you're planning something too much, you're actually putting out to the universe, I'm not quite sure. I'm not really quite sure. So the universe is going, okay, so we want some, order up some more quite not sure, and <laughs> let's keep having that go on. Yeah, that's and, right. And you see that. People get stuck in that. Oh, yeah. And I, I, as somebody who is stuck in that, I can imagine, now I don't know this for sure. I mean, I don't know any of the people you were involved with there, but I can imagine there's a very good real real possibility that they don't realize how long it's been that they've been planning because you kind of get into a zone where you just lose track of, of how much time you've been working on it, how much time you've been right. you know, fretting about it and so forth. And if somebody w- were to point out to them, you know, you've been planning this for three years and you still haven't gotten off the ground, they'd say, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But they gave no conscious thought to it during that time because they're just so wrapped up oh. in the fear about, oh, my God, we've got to plan this thing. Well, and, and in some ways, when you're when you're forced into action, it, it you know I, I use the example of, of years before when 
I, I was I, I abruptly uh, left a company that I was working for uh, that unexpected six to seven months before that, I was really envisioning my private practice. I, I looked at it. I, I had already written my website in my mind, what I wanted to say. Uh, I had all this done, but I was not going to leave the, the other company. The other company offered a lot of uh, comfort, mm-hmm. made really good money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a great staff, so I didn't, wasn't requiring a lot of me, but I wasn't being challenged. So I wanted my private practice. So that, that private practice that I'm in now, which has led to just everything that I mean, especially it's part, I believe I ended up here in my life's journey. Uh, that that's so exciting. I never would have had this if it didn't, if I weren't forced into action. So sometimes when people that that's when I always say, you know, I was planning and thinking and overthinking and actually realizing I'm never going to do this. Uh, I was writing in the process of writing my first book back then. I'm never going to publish this book. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I always knew that. And then, the, the law of action had happened when all of a sudden I was abruptly, uh, you know, I left the company abruptly and now I was wide open. I, I implemented my private practice. I, I, I started to be able to open up to different modalities. I, I was able to, it was my company. Now I could do the, go the direction that I wanted to go. Uh, I quickly filled up, I finished my book. I, 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 I and every year I'm coming up with something. And it seems like every year we get to a new hire, a new, uh, new direction, and I and I love what I have now. And it all started by being forced into action. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that are paralyzed, and they have these plans and business models. And while that has place, but at some point you have to stop planning and you have to take action. Yeah, that's true. And and I have to also point out we've talked about this numerous times. You have the most amazing track record I have ever heard of someone who needed to attract. A brand new business instantly because he lost his job and not only have you done it once you've done it twice and in both cases you filled up your calendar very shortly afterward in fact correct me if i'm wrong i think the second time you you left on friday and by monday your calendar was filled up am i wrong about that no no that was yeah that that was the amazing thing now i i and there is a difference between the two the first one when i when i left was very much uh it was a, I had to go from zero. I had, I didn't have an office. I didn't have anything. So, but even within that period of time, I, I was prepared to go a year and not make any money. And I ended up it making more than I would have staying at the other company. I was full, I, I was full within a, a couple of months I've already and just getting the word out. The second time I never totally closed down my private practice. I was still seeing patients on the side. Uh, and so all I had to, I, you know, I had a waiting list. So I just started notifying people. And I, I was working full time literally the next week. Wow, that's so great. It, it, and and it, it's a lot of it has to come from what you really believe, where you're going, you attract it, you put that out there. Uh, there there's one of the one of the things that I'm working on right now. Um, as always, joke because just jumping in the middle of stuff, taking action sometimes a little more than I need sometimes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm very fascinated with hypnotherapy lately. And so I'm taking just a hypnotherapy, introductory hypnotherapy class and, and on top of the other stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really love the concept of hypnotherapy. And so I said, I need to start studying this. Now, I don't know if I'm going to pursue it deep, deep, or I'm just going to pursue it lightly, but it goes so much with the law of attraction. And, and if hypnotherapy goes like I think, if, I, if, I, if there really is an access to the subconscious and you could you know, use the the hypnotherapy process to access the subconscious and literally 
use law of attraction thoughts and plan it on the subconscious, you really have something there. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so excited about that potential. So I, I live in a life that is action based and, uh, I, I take action. I'm in, and, and the more action I take, the more I'm rewarded for it. Not everything I've, I go after is successful. Uh, but I never view any of it as a failure. I mean, some of it, some of it, I just don't have interest in. I pursue stuff and, Oh boy, I don't want to do that. And, uh, and I just let it go. Uh, but I, I just love the, 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 the ability to take action. Um, I, I was offered a last week, I was offered a job that, uh, I actually thought about. And then I realized I don't want to get back into that position of a large corporation where I'm going to not be able to take action. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not a bit, clearly not a big fan of meetings. And, mm-hmm. and that's all this company's about. I would be basically their, uh, uh, chief operating officer and I would be very little client contact and I would be responsible for the stuff that just drives me crazy. I said, so why would I do that? No matter how much dollar figure there is, why would I do that when I have such an incredible job and in career now? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, so I, I've learned from the past and I don't need to do that. And, and that's, that's, that's a great place to be in. Yeah, it occurs to me there are a number of different factors here where planning versus action is concerned um, and that all of the actions have a history to them for everybody. Um, like, the, and there are a couple ways to look at this. Like, here's one way to look at it. Um, when people think about the law of attraction, they, you know, maybe they've heard about it for the first time. They want to start you know, applying it. And so they come up with, okay, so I want to attract a new car. Now, if they hadn't thought about trying to attract a new car, maybe they haven't even thought about a car before, that's a thought that I would be willing to venture 99 times out of 100 doesn't feel like it's going to come true. And it just occurred to me one of the reasons why, because you said it. You had been thinking about this stuff for a long time, but the person who just came up with a thought for the first time, they hadn't really explored it before, there's no momentum behind it. And they can feel there's no momentum behind it. They may not know to call it momentum, but... That you, sure. you can feel when there's momentum there. You, it has a different tangible feeling to it. And without that tangible feeling, of course, it's impossible to believe. Of course, you can't say, oh, yeah, I know it's going to show up tomorrow. Because you, you can tell deep down inside, there's no way it's going to show up tomorrow. But in the case of somebody like where you were talking about how you had been thinking about this, you've been thinking about having your own practice, about what the website would look like and so forth. And, you, and, and you'd put a lot of... Uh, thinking time into it a lot of energy so to speak when it came time for you to take the action and you don't hesitate to take action you had all that built up it's not like you had to get it going from ground zero right and that, and that's where that's where the, the good side of planning is there there's you know and there is no direct line direct connection between too many meetings and not enough meetings or you know you you, you can implement things that one of the one of the horrible things that many people do is they go in with a, a a mindset of lack, and then they have not enough funds to back them up before their business can get going. That's why so many businesses fail within the first year. That's, uh, that's a good point. It, 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 yeah, they're 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 not prepared for it. So planning has its place. I'm not anti-planning. Mm. I'm anti-over planning. Mm. I'm you, you're overthinking it. You're you're you you're creating a form of procrastination by planning, 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 and uh, that that. By the the act of taking action, it forces 
the hand of the law of the tracks of law of attractions to start working it it let now we're we're going now that it's sort of like let's let's start churning things and let's start moving and then and then pieces fall into place the law of attraction can operate regardless of what you put in place it's just easier of implementing the law of action it speeds the process up not because the law of attraction needs to be sped up but it allows more things to be come into place quicker uh and and that that's what i love about the, the law of action is just moving forward that five second rule get up get going no matter which way you're going if you're going in the wrong direction you'll get pointed in the right direction uh one of the things that uh i have a a, a gentleman that w- has this uh, in south carolina he was setting up this uh really great concept uh, business and and he, he was really just, just, just in the beginning, didn't have a lot of money, but he was determined to set this, this, uh, and a great idea. And so I have another friend that, you know, was searching for what to do in his life and money wasn't a big factor for him, but he was just trying to figure out what the next project would be. And I said, look, I said, you can't figure out what's next for you. Go help this guy make his project happen. And then you're, you know, so if you can't figure it out, Help somebody else who has figured out get theirs going. And then mm. that primes the well for you. That's the law of action. That's one of the, the law of attraction statements. If you don't know what you need or you don't know what your purpose or you don't know what your direction is, find somebody who does and help them reach their goals. That's a, a Napoleon Hill direct quote there. You know, right, go out there and, and help them. Yeah. yeah. And and that is one of the most amazing. And, of course, it always works. I, I, I recommend to young people who, who are – sort of unsure of their path. I mean, fi- again, you find that person you believe in. You don't have to believe in their passion, but believe that they believe that's their passion. Help them achieve it, and that opens the door for you in either that area or another area where you are now you have now taken action and the law of attraction will respond. And, of course, you and I did uh, the whole book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So anyone who wants to hear that, uh, just check, check it out at the website. There's a category you can go to to listen to all those episodes from about a year and a half ago, something like that. Uh, but okay, so now that we've identified the fact that planning is potentially a good thing, but it's a bad thing if you're overdoing it. So the question becomes, well, how do you know if you've gone too far when you're stuck? How, how do you know when you're stuck without waiting to the point where you're just, you know, in such a bad place that, oh, yeah, I guess I'm clearly stuck. And I, I guess the answer starts with how do you feel about where you are in your planning? If the planning is feeling good, you're not stuck. If the planning is feeling bad, you're stuck. Right. Yeah, and, and this this is one of the – I don't even – you know, I, I would love a better way to quantify it because so much of it is going by – there isn't a right answer for everyone. You know, it, it, everybody has a different thing. My my dad and I one time opened up a, a, another insurance office. We had our main base office, and we opened one up in a, a neighboring community. Um, and we rented the space, and we got the furniture in, and we got things set up. And I was ready to go. I was like, let's just open the doors. Uh, we're not going to be that busy in the beginning. So I will, you know, anything we don't have, I'll be able to run up and pick up and just let's sort of build this as we go. Well, my dad's strategy, and, and, and I don't know whether it sticks out, but he wanted everything in place all the way down to the paper clips. He wanted paper clips in the drawers. He mm-hmm. wanted uh, the, the, you know, the, the extra toner for the copier. He wanted all that stuff in place. And I was like, Let's implement, let's get it going, and then do that. The difference between implementation, when I wanted to do it, was over a month. Now, you know, the, the concept that, that that 
he had his way. Now, he was the boss, and he was going to do it the way he wanted to. But I always felt like we, we wasted an entire month of – even if you would have sold – we were paying for the building. We were paying for all the stuff anyway. Even if you would have sold one policy in that month, that would have been more money coming in than, than waiting a month to wait for the paper clips and all the mm. all the other stuff to arrive. So again, it's about a perspective. So a lot of it has to do with personality. But if if your planning is actually slowing the process down and you're worried about planning minutia at that point, stuff that doesn't matter, uh, that's when it's always good to have uh, you know a, a group of advisory group, a, a mastermind meeting group with people to help give you feedback in life. And those of you that don't know what a mastermind meeting is, it's where you get a, a group of like-minded people and you just discuss ideas and concepts or, or discuss what you're going through. And, and you, the, the power of that group has the ability to really, you know, tap into a bunch of different perspectives. And I've been, to, I've, I've been involved with several mastermind groups and really find them to be incredibly, it gets my, I, I love how it makes my mind think I love to hear other people's ideas. I love to be challenged on my ideas. I really do. Most people don't like that. I love my ideas to be challenged. Uh, it, 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 it actually stimulates my thinking. Yeah, all it, I can it, see yeah, that. Nobody's, yeah, yeah, nobody's ever talked me out of my idea. They, they have enhanced my idea maybe, but I haven't been talked out of it because it's just <laughs> – it, it's, it's such a uh, – and, and that, that's the concepts that I'm hoping that our audience can relate to. The, the difference, it's like anything else. There's good and bad of everything. The, you know, the, the love of money, uh, uh, where, where you're, you know, are you loving money or are you obsessed about not having money? It's two very different emotions. Most people think it's the same one. I must win the lottery. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what you're saying is I'm so desperate for money, I had to play the lottery. Yeah. And you, all you're getting is more desperation back. Yeah, that's true. And it occurs to me, uh, this podcast, LOA Today, could be described as a mastermind group. I mean, we're not all in the same room at the same time, but I've got seven of you people, six of you are co-hosts who I do these shows with, and our listeners are listening in on all of them, and we're sharing all these ideas from all of our different perspectives. So while we may not be all be doing it at the same time, I think that actually qualifies as a mastermind group. It does. It does. And one of the things that I I can see us doing, if if you know, I don't know, how well I play with others, but um, <laughs> I I would love for us all to do a show together one day and well, I, I, you know try to yeah j just to, because we have different perspectives we have uh, uh, while we all have a, a similar belief within our beliefs we have some really solid different perspectives which I am fascinated by and mm. I, a lot of it's based on our history and what we've been through. Uh, but I really, and I love it, and I'm very fascinated by it. I don't, I don't, again, I don't view these things as a challenge to me. I view them as, as just a reinforcer. I love to hear other ideas or perspectives, and, and I love to share mine. Yeah. Actually, you, you put an idea in my head, and I'll let it uh, simmer there for a while and, and see what comes out of it. But I'm thinking, what, how would we get all of us in the same room at the same time? And the first thought that came to my mind is, well, scheduling, that's going to be fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, beyond, yeah. beyond that part, I was thinking like, well, what if we did something on a Saturday or something like that and had like a special event where, you know, panel discussion by the crew at LOA Today and invite people from all over the internet to come and so forth. So well, that's as far as it's gotten. But hey, who knows? Maybe. That would be great. And, and, and something like that, I, I think, would, 
you know, give, uh, you know, I've had feedback, uh, you know, I know our, our other co-hosts have had feedback and, and it, it, it isn't, you know, we, we clearly accept we're all different people. There's no, there's no ego attached, whether you, whether you find me, uh, to be intriguing or you find my stuff to be a little harsh or whatever. I've, I've uh, you know, I have, I've had people that say that my, my, I'm almost too brash in the law of attraction with it. I, I, I discount a lot of stuff that a lot of people value. And I, and I can appreciate that. I'm, su- I'm such a deep believer in it. I don't disrespect other people's views, but I'm very comfortable in my views, if that makes any sense to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you've got to be, especially if you want to be a deliberate creator who's successful at deliberately creating. You've got to be very bold in your beliefs. Because if you aren't, you're, yeah. you're in the mishmash range. And the mishmash range is where uh, I'm not really sure if I feel this. Well, that doesn't work, right? No, it doesn't. And and that this is this is something that is so imperative when people understand you. I I when when you're developing one of the one of the hypnotherapy classes that I was talking about, I, I was uh, and, and you know just giving everybody a spoiler alert. I'm probably going to offend a good percentage of people here shortly. Just letting everybody know ahead of time. Um, <laughs> the the uh, when what the question we were asked, the professor was talking. So, what was what is the first known form of hypnotherapy? And I, I'm like, who would know that? I, I don't know anything about it. hypnotherapy. By the way, has a very uh, incredible history that I, I I now know and I love, and I'll share that one day. But I, I didn't know what he was looking for, and he goes, religion is the first form of hypnotherapy, and I'm like, and uh, I, I don't get it, and. And he explains, you know, the concept of how you you have somebody who uh, stands on a podium elevated by other people wearing special clothes in a position of authority, reading from a doctrine or speaking from a doctrine and, and repetitively telling you something that eventually becomes fact. I'm not saying it's not real, but that's sort of the concept of religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, wow, uh, that that's that's really cool. And then he goes on with other television commercials, repetitive television commercials are a form of hypnotherapy. You, you know, uh, a doctor comes on, says, you know, you, you have, uh, uh, this problem. Uh, I'm a medical doctor and you get, they, they say the name of their drug 50 times during the commercial and it, you hear it enough. And, you know, I don't even, all I need to say is Viagra. That's all you need to know. And you know what all that's about mm-hmm. you or Plavix or, or these drugs that, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you'll say, Oh yeah. Yeah. And you've been conditioned to hear that. It's funny, too, because the way I've been conditioned to hear them, because I, I really get turned off by them. I just don't want to hear them, mainly because I know that every time there's going to be a long list of side effects, and my reaction is going to be, why would I want to take something that has all those side effects? <laughs> Especially like when one of the side effects is death. You're like, no, 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 not yeah. interested. Thank you. <laughs> right. Well, one of, one of my favorite, uh, uh, actually, we were in the car when several years ago with my, my middle son, Chris, and he he's a... At the time, he was really into soccer, and he was a very good soccer player. And um, so there was a Cialis commercial that came on and on the radio, and he said, "Have more endurance," uh, and and had several, you know, you have more vitality, more endurance. And they were speaking in a obviously related to the drug Cialis. And he goes, "Dad, can we get some of that? That would help my soccer." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I, I think it probably would interfere with your soccer." Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, so uh, you know, and then, and then I, I'm laughing because, again, the perspective, they were being so vague, 
it sounded like, it seemed like a performance enhancer for, you know, an athlete. Or it something. did, sure, yeah. You know, what, what are, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, so Chris wanted some Cialis and, uh, to help with the soccer game. And, uh, uh, again, that's the conditioning part. But, but we, 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 when we get out there, when we start looking at, at how we're programmed, you know, the, we talk about the news, my favorite subject, the news. The news, they go out, they find, they have a person sitting at the podium reading. They're very, usually very good looking people, very well spoken. Uh, and then they bring in quote unquote experts who state an opinion. And well, he's, he's stating that opinion. He's the expert and he's repeating it and he's reading from, you know, depending on which side of the aisle he's on, the, you know, the, the conservative doctrine or the, the liberal doctrine. And, and, you know, you're, you're listening to him and going, Wow, I mean, you know, you, you you can buy into it, and because it's it's it is a repetitive, they change it, and so all that stuff uses the same concept of hypnotherapy. Well, when you look at it from a sort of a law of attraction standpoint, which all this stuff merges together, it hypnotherapy or or television or religion is attempting to change your subconscious view on things. Well, if, if you use the the overall belief of this to change your subconscious view to what you want to attract, it's the same direct method to get there. And it, it's such an incredible way to do it. And, and, and as we said in the beginning, it is the feeling of what you are after that the law of attraction picks up on. It is not the thought. And that's where, that's where I think everybody in the beginning, you're just not going to walk in and attract a bunch of money if you're just saying, boy, I really need some money today. You're not doing that. Mm, and yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. As you were describing that, I realized you're right. There is a, a lot of connection going on here. They all kind of dovetail together. And one of the common denominators, so to speak, is, and, and I'm thinking particularly now about um, things like propaganda, such as in the news, um, hypnotherapy, talking about the subconscious mind, and uh, the concept that Abraham teaches about um, what a belief is, the nature of a belief. A belief is a thought that we think over and over and over again. And I, I think it would probably be fairly accurate to say that whatever is in the subconscious mind is stuff that is so habitual we don't think about it. Yes. And if that's the case, Absolutely. if that's the case, if that's really what a subconscious mind is, it's just a collection of all the, the stuff that is so habitual we just don't even think about it anymore then that really becomes a very direct tie-in to how propaganda works. Propaganda is about saying the same thing over and over again. It can be a complete lie. It can be a, a total right. fabrication. But if you hear it over and over and over again, you start to believe it. And and this is right. a phenomenon that shows up a lot. I mean, we're seeing it right now with, with an American president who can't open his mouth without lying every three seconds. Well, he But he keeps right. repeating them over and over and over again. And And I really do believe on some level this is a conscious effort that he's he's engaging in he wants to keep telling the same thing over and over again in order to achieve some sort of goal he has in mind but he wants the american people to just buy into something uncritically regardless of what the truth of the matter is so that it will move his agenda forth similar thing with, and, and with I, oh go ahead it, well i agree well i totally agree with you and one one thing i maybe will reframe a little bit he is one of the most uh prolific users of the law of attraction I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. he, whether you like him or dislike him, just giving him, I mean, he really understands the concept. Mm -hmm. And so he is, I, I don't know if you hook him up to a lie detector, if he really believes he's lying. <laughs> he is so good at convinced saying those things. Like, this is not a critical. I'm not. No, I, I think you're right. I'm, I'm actually stating 
people, I know people that are baffled. How can he be president? Well, he, he says it and his followers believe every, they defend everything, no matter how bizarre it is. One of the, one of the most loving, one of the most amazing things I, I love is when, and somebody did this recently, they, they, they listed quotes and they, 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 I don't know if we talked about this last week or not, but uh, you know, five quotes from President Obama and five quotes from Donald Trump. Well, they switched who said them. Right. And it, 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 it got a perspective. It, you know, if you're a follower of Donald Trump, oh, yes, I, I love what he said. That was no, actually President Obama said that. Oh, 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 well, yeah, it's terrible. It's evil. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and so much of it again. So when you, you know, this man really never doubted he would be president. I mean, I'm sure along the way he had doubts, but he really believed he was. He believes a lot of what he said. He really on some level figured out a way to believe it. Mm. So he brings it that he has great wealth. He's attracted great wealth. He's understood that. There's pictures of him actually with uh, Abraham Hicks uh, years ago. Uh, oh, no uh, kidding. You know, it, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, they're very, very big. Uh, uh, you know, he's very big practicer of it. Again, now most people use it in a different fashion, uh, but he's figured out how it, and he doesn't obviously spend a lot of time on the positive side of the law of attraction, but he's, he's learned how to to use all sides of the law of attraction to get what he wants. And yeah, it's very effective for him. Very, very effective, yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and he's, you know, just like it, just repeats it, repeats it, repeats it. And then his followers, and again, I'm not making fun of the followers. They're, they're, they're listening. They really believe in what he's saying. And, you know, I, I try to be down the middle. The economy's really good right now. I look at the things that are really good. It, it, he's not the train wreck that the left is trying to sell. He's not, he's not the savior that the right's trying to sell. He's like pretty much everybody else. There's a spectrum of what he's doing overall. And, you know, it, it, again, when you're talking politics, it's easy to get caught up in what you believe. And there's adamant, oh, my goodness, it's this, that, or the other. But at the end of the day, it's what your background, where you believe, and what you're resonating with. He does a great job with the law of attraction. Uh, and while I, I don't like all of his policies, I certainly admire his ability to discover that and, and say it and, and believe it or not it's, it's, it's a way to do it he really gets to a point where he's really believing and feeling what he's saying and, and i'll tell you point blank that um I, i'm definitely not a donald trump fan at all i don't like him as a person <laughs> i don't like him as a president no, or anything no, like no. that please don't hear me either yeah yeah uh, I mean, he's just—he's detestable on so many different levels. But I agree completely. He is a master at using the law of attraction, and I, that's actually where I take some comfort in what's going to happen because I—he—he he is so heavily on the dark side of the force, so to speak. Uh, he's so heavily into using the negative side and being very, very manipulative of people and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he'll—he'll he, he'll do anything. There, there is no—there um, are no limits to uh, what he'll do. He—he he doesn't really have any moral guidance moral compass in that sense or if he does it's it's so completely different from mine that i don't recognize it but the point is he he's attracting all kinds of stuff and he's doing it deliberately and the stuff yeah. that he's attracting i i just know how the law of attraction works at some point he is going to get the the results of what he's attracting impacting his life it, it, that's just the nature yeah. of how it's going to work. So, I mean, other people get really frantic about Trump and, oh, we got to do something about him and so forth. And I keep thinking to myself, well, first of all, I'm a political scientist. That was my training. And I, I follow polls and I follow what's happening with you know, the overall trend of the electorate and so forth. And uh, anybody who's worried, if you're really worried about Trump, I can tell you, you're going to be very happy in November. I won't give you any more details, but you're going to be very, very happy in November. So calm down. It's a, everything's going to be okay. Um, but more importantly, the fact is that these guys who are 
so in angst about it, all they're really doing is fueling Donald Trump. I mean, I can't remember what the young lady's name is. The, the woman who was uh, formerly an aide, she was part of she, part of the Apprentice when he did the Apprentice and so forth. And she just turned on him and wrote this book and so forth. And it, it was a whole lot of controversy about how inaccurate her stuff is and all this other kind of stuff. But she said one thing just the other day that really, really resonated with me. She said, "You know, if you really want to stop Donald Trump, stop paying attention to him." And boy, is that a great insight! Oh well, it it, it it's. He, he, I've always said on either side. Uh, uh, several years ago, there's a, uh, uh, and I don't even like to say this is how I. Uh, uh, one of the people on the far left said a very hurtful comment about I don't know some American hero. And I don't even remember the details. Mm. Well, everybody on the right was saying his name and tweeting it and Facebooking. Well, what you're doing is you're giving him the exact attention that he's seeking. And that creates this very bizarre world that we live in today with the way social media works. So exactly. it, uh, any attention is good attention in social media because it, it attracts people to you. Right. And, and you know, I don't know if you follow sports close. I know you're a baseball fan. Um, and, I know you, you hate me that, for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel sorry for it. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel yeah. sorry for those of yeah. you who, who believe in, you know, creating uh, concussions by playing football, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, but, but what, what I, I, there's a, there's a basketball player and his last name's ball. His dad is oh, yeah. LeVar ball. I believe. Right, and what he is, he is this. He knows exactly what he's doing. He says the most outrageous, ridiculous thing, and the mm. media is all over it. Oh yeah, everything he says, the media is attracted to what this guy says, and he he he's making a fortune in various projects. Not the stuff he says. He you know he said his son, who's his first or second year in the league, is as good as. Uh, 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 LeBron James, and and he could take LeBron James, and he said one day he was on the news and said I could beat LeBron James in a game when I was fifty year old man. So you know there there's maybe one fifty year old man on the planet that could beat LeBron James, and it's not him. It yes. may be Michael Jordan. Michael that, Jordan, that's, yeah, that's not it. Story. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so when you when you look at that, you're looking at going, God, that guy's delusional. No, he's not. He is using the media to attract him what he wants, mm -hmm. and. I've always said the best way to cut him off, stop paying attention to him. Yes. Let, quit, quit publishing. Uh, years ago, several years ago, the, the one lady named Ann Coulter used to just, she's a conservative person mm -hmm. and she's a commentator. And right. she used to say the most outrageous things. She still and then the left would respond. Yeah. Well, but here's the difference. The left would respond so crazily mm -hmm. that it, it, it you know, it, it, it then attracted the right to her so much more. Someone along the way in the left quit paying attention to her. Mm. And she, she used to be this, this really important personality on the conservative side. Well, she's now sort of been muted a lot because they quit paying so much attention to her. True. And she'll, she's often saying outrageous things and nobody pays attention to her. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and so you, you destroy that again, because you, what you're seeking. So it's, it, you know, bringing it back all the way back is, you know, you're going to say, how's he going to tie this back into the action, action plan? plan <laughs> yeah, thing. this is going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but when you, when you, you know, when you mentally are prepared to say, I have, I am so, 
I'm such a good attractor. I, I can manifest what I want in my life. And when you have such control over it as the, as whether it's this, you know, putting however, whichever side you use to do it, then, you know, you don't need to overplan. you you become so confident. The, the second time that I, I restarted my, or started my practice back up after leaving a job, I was so, it, it wasn't even a question. Well, it wasn't even a, there was not a, not a, even in the beginning, I, first time I wasn't really worried. Second time I was like, I'm expecting to be full next week. It's not even a, a, a question of I'm going to be full next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I actually wish I would have taken a week off. I <laughs> could have used that week off. And, uh, uh, but it, it's something that you, you've seen it happen in your personal life. The planning stuff is an amazing tool. It helps. It's really good. But knowing when the planning is debilitating and actually has a reverse effect, it, it's just like wanting money, wanting money, wanting money, feeling like you're lacking money, lacking money. That's again, that's the energy you're putting out there. It has everything with the law of attraction. There's, there's a balance and it, it's what are you putting out there? Where's your resistance? And that, that's a great tool of, of sometimes your planning is your resistance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. And that's why, like you say, it, it comes down to how is it feeling? How is it uh, impacting you? If if you're feeling energized from doing the planning, great. That's the best time to plan. When when the planning is driving yeah. you, it's making you feel like, oh, yeah, this is going to work. This is getting me excited and so forth. That's a wonderful time to plan. On the other hand, if the planning yeah. is making you say, oh, God, I'm not sure if this is going to work. That's your first clue. Stop planning. Right. Right. Stop. It's sort of like a vision board. When you're when you when you want to, a lot of people use vision boards. I, I, I like the concept. I think they can be very helpful. Uh, and, and when you put something on your vision board, if you're looking at it and you're, you're saying I'm, I'm attracting it, if it's, if it's bringing you closer to that concept, if it's bringing you closer to yes, yes, this excites me. I'm feeling energized by, or if you're looking at it going, there's no way I'll ever have that. Mm. There's no way I'll ever have that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember years ago when I was just getting back on my feet, I was uh, a friend of mine was selling a house near ours on Anna Maria Island near my bench where I was growing up right. or growing up in my recovery. And um, I, the house was selling for $600,000 several years ago. And that, that was you know, it's a lot of money anytime, but mm. it, back then it was quite a bit of money. And I remember thinking, there is no way I could ever afford that house. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And I now realize that, yeah, you're right. I, I couldn't, not because of fact, but because that was my belief. That's what I was putting out there. Right. Um, it, it It's something now, if that house were to come up sale, and I'm, it would be more expensive now as time's gone on, I could buy that house if I wanted to buy the house. If I if it was going to matter, I, I would have no doubt. There, there's not a house on that island that I couldn't buy if I decided to buy it. And I, that's a big difference. Mm. That's a really, really big difference when you, uh, when you realize your power lies in what you really believe. I've never had, when I, when I feel my manifestations taking place, when I feel I'm in the right place, I, I'm shocked at how they become fulfilled. I'm, I'm, and, and no matter how I've ever planned it, it's, it's not, it's never been exactly how I planned it. The basis of the stuff is how I planned it, but mm-hmm. it's never got, I've never saw it developing that way. Right. And that's, that's what you have to be in tune with. You have to understand when it's happened. If you, 
you can't just say I want it to happen this specific way. That's where you get the wheels fall off. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely the wrong way to go. Um, it, it it does come down to how you're feeling about it. It does come down to what's driving you. You, you mentioned vision boards. Um, I remember first right after watching The Secret for the first time back in November 2007. I remember just kind of playing with the idea of a vision board. I didn't start putting it together yet. And as soon as I started to play with it, I started to realize really quickly, not so much consciously, but I, I could just feel it, that I wouldn't believe it. I, I just it, it just right. felt, it didn't feel good. And as I look at that, I think that that's actually probably one of the best things I could have done. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't understand the ramifications of it. But by avoiding doing the vision board, I was actually doing myself a favor. There are so many people, and this is, a, I think, a really key point. There are so many people who will try every modality, and that's good. You should try them. But they'll try them to excess. They'll try them until they just bury them in the ground. And in doing so, they, they basically set themselves up by creating a lot of different ways to say, I won't have what, what it is I'm looking for. I can't get what it is that I'm looking for. I, I won't attract what it is I'm trying to attract. Whereas if you approach trying things out as try it and at the moment it feels good, you discard it and go do the next thing. The moment that it does not feel good, you discard it and go do the next thing. And you keep doing things until you find something that feels good. When you when you go through the modalities, go through the different methods that way, that's actually a healthy way to do it. Because now you're looking for what feels good. Yes. Yes. And that... And and that that's why you know I I like the, when I, I worded I like the concept of the vision board, but for some people, the vision board has a reverse impact. It it, it doesn't work that way. It, right. it doesn't work. And so un, understanding none of the tools work for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, to me, I, I get more if I want something. If I want really have something, I'm much better at meditating on it. I like to sit in it. I like to think. Okay, I, I want a, a house on the beach. So I'm going to sit in my mind on the beach. How does it smell? How does it feel? Mm. Where's it at? You know, all the, I'll think that way. I will, I will live in that house mentally for a, you know, 30 or 45 minutes every day. And it, or if I want these things, that's what I mentally will do. And then, then it just becomes, that's me. That's me turning on the, the energy toward that, that works better. I know a lot of people do better looking at a picture and, and being able to, I, I, I can look at a picture of the beach. It's great. I do think, but I want to feel the beach. I want to mentally feel what the beach is. I, Florida is hot and sticky. If I'm thinking, okay, I, I want to think about, Oh boy, I'm sweating. My back's sweating. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm sitting on the beach. It's, it's, you know, the, the, the wind's blowing, but it's 95 degrees, 89% humidity. Um, that's Florida. So mm-hmm. I need to feel what Florida feels like. Right. I need to, to smell that smell of the beach. I need to hear the birds. You know how the seagulls are made of, eh, 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 and they yeah. fly away. <laughs> you know, you know uh, those things. Kids yeah. screaming, they're laughing and playing over in the background. Yeah. That's the beach to me. Yeah. So I need to sit there and mentally go there, and that helps me. So, again, we have all of this stuff in our, our wheelhouse, all these tools available but being able to under or having the ability, everybody thinks and learns and feels differently. So how do you turn into, it isn't about how we get there. It's understanding there are multiple methods to do it and not get stuck. Well, Joel says, do it this way. No, don't listen to what Joel says. Joel said, that's how he does it. 
look at how everybody does it, and then figure out what matches you best, and then implement it. I love the way you tied your senses in when you were describing the beach, when you were describing what Florida is like, because yeah. really that's a great way to do it. I mean, and, and yeah. I, I think it's really important to tie in your best senses. I, it's, I think it's valuable to understand which senses you respond best to. Like I'll, I'll, I would right. say the majority of people respond best to vision. That's why vision boards are so popular. But for me, vision right. is actually my, one of my weaker senses. My strongest sense is my auditory sense which is one reason yeah. why I'm doing a podcast because this is like tying into my best sense. You know, so if I'm trying to right. visualize something, I want to, I want to include the sounds. What, what are the sounds that are involved in it? That's where I get my best visualizing, so to speak, which sounds weird. We're talking about exactly. vision and visualizing, but I'm actually visualizing with my ears um, or, or sometimes well, yeah, touch, about, you know? Yeah. You're talking about the emotion of visualization versus the actual right. physical visualization. There's exactly. two separate things. And, and so as I'm sitting there or as I'm imagining or I'm trying to feel that I'm at the beach, I will, I will, again, sit there and I'll think about every little thing. I'll look at the sand grains. You know, Florida has those really pretty white sandy beaches. And, and then as you walk out to the water, there's a layer of these like uh, little shells that you have to sort of be careful on. And then there's a sandbar that's about 40 feet out from where I go. I think about all of that. I think about mm. being in the water. I think, and, and, and as I'm there and I'm in my meditation, as I'm there, that's what I'm bringing about. And, uh, I, I, my goal, one of my goals for this upcoming in the next several months is I, I want to increase my public speaking. I want to do more public speaking and that I've done. Uh, and so I, I will do my meditations thinking about speaking and how it feels, how it feels about standing there. I think about looking out at the audience. I think about my topics. I think about what I'm feeling while I'm doing it. And I will be attracting, or we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be doing more and more of those this year, uh, over the, over the, over the course of the next year. And I know that because I'm now putting my attention toward that. I've now put that out there as something that I want to accomplish. Yeah, that's very cool. And, and by the way, it's also, kind of uh, reinforcing to know that when we do this, when we focus on these emotions that are based on particular senses, it, it we're actually storytelling. I mean, that's what the really great storytellers yeah. do when they set a scene. They they include all of the, the sensual details in order to set the scene for us. So we're, we're actually engaging in a very powerful storytelling technique. I want to take a moment before uh, we run out of time here, because we always run out of time, right? We, we, it's like the hour's gone, like, oh my God, where to go? But <laughs> before we run out of time, I want to do a couple of things. First of all, for the last week or so, I've been encouraging our loyal subscribers, the ones who listen to all of our episodes, the ones who, who binge listen. Did I tell you, Joel, that we have binge listeners who just line them up? They just play one episode after another. But the, the, to our loyal subscribers, I'm asking that each of you take a moment to go and and post somewhere on your favorite social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, just something that includes the phrase LOAToday.net. We're, we're doing an experiment to see what happens when uh, hopefully, eventually, all of our listeners do it. Right now, a very, very small percentage have done it. And yet, even with that small percentage, we're seeing a lift in numbers. Joel, over the last week, we've seen like a, I don't know, like a 40, 50% increase in plays and about a, oh, I'd say like a 10% increase in, in individual subscribers. So we're seeing an effect already. And so I keep thinking, wow, th what a great way to get the word out to more and more people because, you know, lots of people need to know about LOA today. It's such a great way to uplift yourself and so forth. So please do do your fellow man a favor and, and just put out a note just that says something hopefully positive about LOAToday.net. And then for people who are not yet subscribers, who haven't joined our family, so to speak, we urge you to do so. I mean, people who are subscribers, they love it. They're just listening to all the episodes. 
and it really picks you up to have all these different perspectives coming at you um, in all the episodes we do every month. We do uh, 11 a week. It works out to about 45 a month, and uh, you, you will definitely, definitely benefit from it. So please become a subscriber. It's easy to do. You just go to the homepage of our website at LOAToday.net. Um, you can also just do it right from your phone through your, your either your Play Store or your iTunes Store. On, a, on an iPhone, you can go – actually, there's a podcast software built into the iPhone and if you open that up, there's a little search thing, and you can search for LOA Today. On an Android, they don't generally come with podcast software built in, but that's what the Play Store is for, right? You can go to the Play Store, and you can download um, one of many apps that are out there for playing podcasts. And then from within that app, you can do a search for LOA Today. But whatever way you do it, please subscribe today and become one of our, our loyal listeners and help to spread the word about LOA Today so that more and more people can find out about it. I just want to get that in there before we finish. Well, good. Well, and, 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 I, and I think it's so important uh, that, that people uh, find it helpful. Just This is a good way to manifest. This is a good way to hear and see what matches your beliefs and what matches what you feel and, and use that. And um, next week, I will not be here. Uh, we're speaking. We're actually uh, talking. It's a little before 9 a.m. Eastern time on the 16th of August. Uh, next week, uh, I will actually be on my annual pilgrimage down to the bench <laughs> in Florida. Uh, and I will be speaking to my hometown chamber of commerce on the, uh, on the next Wednesday. So, uh, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, certainly a full circle in my life to go all the way back to that place, uh, where they're actually wanting me to speak. Yeah. To, how about that? To the town that I sort of left from. So, uh, uh, which I'm really excited about. So, it, it, you know, big week coming up for me. It's also, uh, um, you know, August is a, a month of uh, a lot of anniversaries for me, good and bad. It's the anniversary of my uh, my son passing away. It's my tomorrow on the 17th is my 23rd anniversary of being in recovery. Wow! So, uh, Congratulations. It, 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 thank you. Thank That's... you. It's been a been a journey. It seems like it's an, it's an amazing amount of time. So, uh, it's a big week for me. But I look forward to being back uh, in two weeks, Walt. Okay, that sounds good. And and even though it may sound uh, kind of counterintuitive, just because he's away doesn't mean he doesn't want to hear from people. So, Joel, for somebody who wants to reach out to you because you're such an amazing coach and, and maybe get a private session or something, how do they reach you? Uh, the easiest way is my email because I, I check that frequently. It's joelelston at gmail.com. My website is joelelston.com. Uh, it has other contact information. I'm usually busy during the day, so email is the most effective way to reach me. Uh, and I, I, if I can't help you, I will certainly be able to refer you to someone who can. Oh yeah, you're really good at that. You have the most amazing network of people I've ever heard of. I mean, that, that's how you. That's one of your best ways to attract. Actually, I mean, we talked earlier about how you, you know, you, you, you land on your feet after losing a job or whatever, and the next day, all of a sudden, you got your your full schedule. Your network is amazing. It, it's, it's been built over a number of years. I love the concept of networking, and uh, that might be a topic one day, the law of attraction yeah. networking. Well, why don't we do that? Well, maybe we, we can think about doing that uh, for the week when you come back. Joel, it's been if, great. If we remember that, that would be a miracle. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's ahead. true, too. <laughs> You're right about that. But it's been great. <laughs> I wish you all the luck with your presentation next week. I hope it all goes well. I'm sure it will. But have a great time down in Florida. Thank you, Walt. Look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. And uh, I'm not sure who the fill is going to be, but we will have someone filling in next week, so no worries about that. And meanwhile, we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.